been a messin' where you shouldn't have been a messin' And now someone Welcome. It's uh Quack Talk time. I'm Crystal here at KTUH. It's a nice Monday morning, and we've got some really exciting guests to talk about their upcoming show, Footholds, in the dance department. So please don't go away. We're going to be walking all over with their body language and their voices of how they interpret whatever they're interpreting during this amazing performance. And uh, it's nice to focus on dance because, you know, it's an aspect that a lot of people kind of underestimate in the power of expression in context embedded into the body and on the body specifically because it's quite interesting. It's very multi um, dimensional this time, if you will. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We're going to introduce them soon enough. All right, you guys ready to walk? Walking on that dance stage. Anyway, footholds, that's what we're talking about. It's coming up this Wednesday to Sunday, and we'll give you more details from the girls themselves, the dancers. So let's start. I'm ready. All right, so we've got three dance department ladies here right now in the studio and we're going to let them introduce themselves and let's hear what their pieces are about first and we'll unpack it from there. Why don't we start with you, Angela? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, my name is Angela Sebastian and I am an MFA in dance. Um, so I will be presenting two pieces um, in Footholds and this is actually my thesis piece. And the first piece is um, entitled Me, Myself, and I. So it's pretty obvious what is it, what is it about. Not necessarily, <laughs> right? You can be embodying a lot of things there. Actually, so, well, you'll see. Okay. <laughs> but it is visually uh, self-reflexive. Um, you will literally see me looking at myself. <laughs> huh. And, yeah, with um, use of visual media... Um, well, I was aiming for interactive media, and let's see if that worked. Okay. <laughs> um, just exploring that deeper. Um, and for my second piece, it's Pleasant Remembrances, and it's basically like a bigger version of that first piece, but more of, um, I would say that it is actually a timeline of the process of creating a, that piece, a dance, actually. So... In a way, we are showing the, the 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 way how we created the dance by dancing it. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're unpacking what you created. Yeah, you're going yeah. backwards and yeah. really kind of going through the process. Mm -mm. Is it kind of like an ethnographic? Um, I I don't know. Maybe yeah. I would say uh, not intentionally, but maybe I was trying to. It's all very reflexive. Like um, instead of me focusing on a concept 
and and make like trying to transcend some cer- sort of message i wanted to go towards and look towards my work okay you know like what if i went back to history and 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 kind of uh, what do you call it like chopped down yeah broke it up like dissect dissect like dissecting all my work looking at the 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 vocabulary movement um and the differences and and the evolution of it all um then so what i did was i relived that moment by showing my dancers the video and letting them interpret what they saw Mm -hmm. and from there we created you know like kind of um put it all together and created something different okay which made it like me sharing my memories to them and them getting that 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 information and making it their own you know something Ah, like that okay yeah memory is a really interesting um element to work with because it's something that you can translate in so many different forms and people can reinterpret in so many ways um so yeah let's hold on to that thought let's continue on um emma you want to share Hi, I'm Emma Majeski. I'm choreographing Pillar of Salt. I am a BFA student, and this is my senior project. Um, and my piece is about, quite frankly, it's about salt and salt crystals. To be very, um, simple and blunt yeah. about it. <laughs> um, it's why why salts? Mm, well, I feel like salt has a lot of different meanings and connotations in media and in um, slang and like culturally and everything so for example the phrase i'm salty which is actually where the um, <laughs> who says that <laughs> i mean <laughs> no i want to know like is it a cultural thing or what is it like does it imply something i don't really know it's social thing isn't yeah. it okay what does that mean so, please it's yeah. like when when you get like passive aggressive about yeah. something and you go oh i'm salty about that yeah okay or yeah. like kind of like a way to show to express like oh i'm not happy about this at all and the title actually came from that does that usually imply like a relationship or can you use that in any way in anything okay because i used it to yeah give me an example i feel like so generationally uh, removed from you please so so for example um, well, I like to take it a step further. I like to say, oh, I'm so salty. I'm sitting in my own salty brine. Okay. Um, so, um, if that paints a very clear picture. Uh-huh. Um, and this particular time I got passed over for something, and I was so annoyed about it that I said, I took it even further than that. I said, I'm past salty brine. I'm a pillar of salt. And because I was just so annoyed and irritated that I was like you pat what huh <laughs> so yeah that's the best way I can describe cool that. but you're honing into one very specific element and and yeah. kind of you know mm. unpacking yeah. it with some really interesting I, I really look forward to hearing what you mean how does that translate into body movements you know how how does salt dance you know ooh that was actually one of the questions that I was thinking about yeah. while choreographing because at first I was like how am I going how, especially like with the um, idea of pillar of salt, yes. a lot of people think, oh, that's so biblical. Because they all think of oh, interesting. wife in the Bible who had one job. She was supposed to 
keep going. She's supposed to run away from Sodom and Gomorrah and not turn around. And she mm. looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, a lot of implications there. A lot of people think when I say, oh, yeah, it's called Pillar of Salt. And they say, oh, oh it's, it's a so biblical it's dance. So biblical. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, not at all, actually. Well, people, that's the beauty of dance, though. People yeah. can interpret what they want from it, right? Yeah. There's yeah. actually one little moment that kind of... <laughs> kind of alludes to that biblical aspect. There's only like one moment. Okay. I think. And okay. Which I put in and I was like, okay, we'll give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> so that inspired you because of how people reacted to what they thought it was about to bit. include it? Yeah, but mm. the nice thing is that it happened very organically. Mm. It wasn't like, how, where am I going to have the story of pillar of salt? And then I tried kind of getting away from that yeah. idea because I didn't want to be telling this story because it's supposed to be a bit more abstract. Right. And it's focusing more on, I started thinking about, oh, salt, salt crystals. There's, And I started thinking about angles and hmm. geometric shapes. So there's a lot of okay. um, angles and then there's like sweeping movements. So think like ocean. Okay. <laughs> and mm. then... And then it's a contemporary ballet, so it's a lot of ballet. Cool. Very interesting. All right, great. And last but not least. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm Leilani. I'm a freshman. It's Yay. my first, yeah, it's my first Welcome. semester here. Thank you. That's amazing um, that you're being able to put something on, right? First thing, semester. Yeah. Wonderful. So I choreographed my own solo. Um, it's What About Us. It's basically just talking about how the youth, because I'm still... I'm still 17. I'm not even like... Wow, <laughs> we got a baby even, in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Um, I get to see both, almost like both generations' point of view on social aspects and stuff. And so how the youth has been treated, it's just constant like push down of, oh, well, you can't do that because you're young. You don't know what it means because you're young. And it's like that constant pushback. So that's what I really wanted to like emphasize in my dance. And so it's What About Us by Pink. It's a pretty popular song. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's basically, it kind of honed in on, like, it ended up being about, like, climate change and Mount Akea. And so there's, like, yeah, there's, like, a little (laughs) bit of, like, pieces in there. There's a part where, like, I do do the sign right in there right before, like, the big hit. So... Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun dance. Did all those elements of climate change and other environmental issues kind of add on to it after you created the dance, or that yeah. was part of the reason? So my original idea was to just make it about the youth and mm. try to hone in on that. And then as I was choreographing it, it ended up being about climate change and Mount Akea, just because that stuff was starting to come in, like all of the stuff about um, Greta. A 16-year-old who spoke. Yes, yeah. how inspiring is that? So, um, I am very active on Twitter. <laughs> so, I saw all of that stuff and kind of the negativity that adults were putting on her because she was only 16. How do you so guys that, think about that? I mean, let's just throw out a little kind of a political issue here. How you, you know, The adults do criticize her. Do yeah. you think it's just because they're defensive and they're insecure about being threatened by younger generations and not respecting their voice because they think they don't know anything kind of thing? I feel like it's probably probably a little bit of both mm-hmm. I think because mm-hmm. on what because I have people in my life she's like you're the next generation you're going to change things and yeah. she's very like positive about it mm-hmm. but I but then there's other adults in my life who are just like oh you know I'm older than you so I know better mm-hmm. so it's kind of a little bit of both, both. I think yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's kind of like it's fallen on our shoulders the stuff that 
they've done. You know, I mean, not to sound not to sound like (laughs) super like passive aggressive, but it's or salty or salty. (laughs) I love it. It's a boy applicable. Not to sound like a pillar of salt or anything, (laughs) but (laughs) let's coin that. Let's make that like yeah. (laughs) That's gonna be the theme today. Pillar of salt, (laughs) but yeah, it's um, it's kind of falling on our shoulders, and so that's kind of what I really wanted to emphasize on that Mm -hmm. struggle of like, yeah, what about us? What about me? Why can't I? make an impact into the world. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think about the protests that are going on in Hong Kong, too. I don't oh, know if you're yeah. up to, you know, it's all the youth and, and the older generation are criticizing them for destroying the place. And yet, yeah. you, you, if you try to listen to the youth's voices, it's like, well, uh, what about me? Exactly, exactly. what you're asking. Exactly. It's your future, yeah. mm-hmm. but how you go about doing it is what's being criticized, right? So, yeah. wow. <laughs> so, how do we tie all this together? I mean, there is there like a common thread going on here? Like, was there a theme for footholds that brought you to think about how you approached your piece? Well, I feel like because the title is Prism, Prism. Yeah. Ah. we were thinking yeah. about, so for example, my piece, it's a lot of mirroring, mirroring mm-hmm. and then for your piece, a lot of reflection. Yes. So we're exactly. thinking about reflecting, mirroring. And yeah. yeah. Mm, there we go. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you want to elaborate on that? I mean, that's really kind of a nice thread that puts, weaves all your pieces together. Um, is there something that you work off each other, or it, you know, how does a how does a how does a performance like this flow when they're all individual pieces and yet you're kind of come together? You're a community from the dance department. You all dance. You all have dancing bodies. Mm-hmm. You have your very specific voices, and yet you're connected. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. How does that connect through this theme of prisms? I mean, we can elaborate a little bit more. You said the mirroring and the reflexive and your reflexivity. I think that you can yes. go a little bit more into that because that's quite interesting. Uh, well, I guess the way uh, to we can talk about like how to create dance in a way so um, the aim of creating dance is that you do want to send a message Mm -hmm. but before you do send that message you want to really think about your position first like where you are in that situation or in your opinion and and it will always reflect since you are using your body Right, and body is so genuine. It's it's so pure. It doesn't lie. So um, I think that process of reflecting on yourself and how you feel and think about whatever it is you want to send out, then it's it's basically. I mean, I think that's that became the aim. Because also, I think. Of the basic task for the the class, I think the composition class. Yeah. Um, they they were asked to create uh, pieces. Um, I think what was that? It was Is like um, Betsy was asking. Betsy to was yeah. Betsy was asking to create something that like I don't. It's I don't know how to explain it. It's like I don't. <laughs> Just, just pieces that touches like the issues that are happening yeah. right now because there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. So social, I think social, social, issues. yeah, social yeah. issues. So and how do you use your body to yeah. suggest social I think, issues I too? Think as an artist, it always has to come back to yourself first mm-hmm. before you can create something that you want everybody to like or have an impact with everybody. Yeah. So. Um, are there some pressing social issues that each of you have that are very close to heart? I mean, like, yeah, you, you said climate that. change, yeah. right? Yeah. Emma? Mm-hmm. 
Well, actually, it's funny because when I started the piece, um, I'm from Kauai, and right now there's the... Um, I, I feel like I should be a little bit more knowledgeable about it. That's okay. It's your exploration. Um, there is a lot of conflict about the um, salt ah. back home and like the Pa'akai and everything because it's, the only, it's one of the few places in Hawaii that still... Um, harvest salt the traditional way mm-hmm. and right now they're thinking about creating a I think it's a new either like heliport or some kind of okay. airport nearby and it's kind of it'll disturb what's going on so people have there was a I believe there was a forum back in July or so mm-hmm. and my mom was like, oh, yeah, there's this thing going on. How interesting that's happening at the same time. Yeah. That you're working on yeah. this pillar of salt. Yeah. So that's the closest, I think. So do you, with that knowledge in the back of your head, do you use that in some way? Is there a consciousness mm. of the, when you think about your piece or when you're choreographing, do you think about, you know, places that have to do with salt and earth and how things are transforming or affecting it and... Yes and no. Um, to be honest, a lot of the imagery and places that I looked at, because I did look at, I actually Googled, what is the saltiest place on Earth? <laughs> Where um, is it? Um, it's not the Dead Sea, huh? And it's some, there's another place, and I don't remember which one it is. Okay. But what I do remember is the Dead Sea. It's yeah. so salty mm-hmm. that they, when you go to the Dead Sea, you're not supposed to just splash into the water. You actually have to walk in very calmly. Why? Because it's so salty, it can actually. Um, oh, you can't put your, you can't immerse you can't, your like, head lash, in there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something like that. I mm-hmm. mean, there's photos where there's um, a very famous one where it's this dress and they stuck it in the sea, uh-huh. and it has it's like accumulated just salt. It's a it's basically a salt sculpture. Oh. Of a dress. Because <laughs> when it dries up, it becomes crystallized, right? Mm-hmm. It has like crusty salt yeah. forms. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. That's a lot of where a lot, like a lot of my imagery came from. Yeah, came from the Dead Sea. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, does anybody else? Um, actually, Angela, I wanted to play a little piece of your music first. Um, can you talk a little bit about it um, and what it's? Uh, for my pieces, I wanted to work with original composers and uh, composition. Um, so I worked with Smi Wong. He's the general manager of yes. K2H. Yay, Smi! Yeah, so awesome. Um, hi, Smi. <laughs> so we're going to play your uh, first movement. So the title of his piece, um, this is actually a, he created this music when he was, I think, high school. And I'm always so impressed whenever he tells me this because it's a uh, string. Um, uh, So it was played by uh, two uh, violins, a viola and a cello. Mm -hmm. And uh, the title is The Secret of a Dream. Why did you choose this piece of music? It's um, First is uh, the music, the music that uh, just just speaks out to me. Um, I really like how well he describes it as he wants it to be moody and melancholic, mm-hmm. and he says in his description that if it's a, it's a dream, it's supposed to be like a nightmare. But for me, when I listen to it, uh, it takes me to a place or like um, um, a memory lane or like um, a space where 
it, or like a void, you know, like okay. it takes me to that area where it's just um, like, and I don't know. It, okay, well, let's listen to it. <laughs> I don't know. But it's I something that obviously inspired you. Yeah. And um, this is a piece that's created by a, a PhD music student. Here's me, who happens to be the general manager of K2H. Yeah. So it just shows all the talent in the house. Let's.
I bring this beautiful piece down a little bit so that we can continue conversing about these amazing uh, and very diverse dance pieces in um, in the footholds uh, performance, a compilation of dances from the dance department. Um, here with us. Uh, in the studio, we have uh, Angela, Emma, and Leilani, but we're also joined by Chloe, yes. who was he here for an interview last week, if you had tuned in. Um, a very interesting conversation about the earth, the body, the moon, just lovely fluids and things like that. And, I, and Chloe is also choreographing a piece, and very interested to know what your piece is about. Hi, Chloe. Hi, good morning. So, uh, this is my first semester here at UH, and... Most of my work as a dancer has been a moving body in other people's visions and other people's creations. For the last like 10 years or so, I've really only choreographed a handful of pieces, so, and it's been a while. So I'm kind of warming back up into how to be the, the visionary behind a piece. And so it's been a little vulnerable in the process because we had a short time to produce it all. But all in all, it's pretty an experimental, it's an experimental piece so far that still has a lot of developing to do, but I'm happy with where it's at. And I chose to work with all volunteer bodies. So I reached out to community in the African dance class oh. and also in the um, dance department here. So anybody that wanted to be a right. part, a piece of it could rather than holding auditions. So it was open and we have a wide age range uh, a wide experience range and there's six dancers and then I'm singing in the piece Ooh. and the Wait, what's the piece called it's Sorry. called trick or treat <laughs> that's great okay <laughs> so I love Halloween <laughs> I really love Samhain and great. Halloween and this season and the veil is really thin between you know different realms and I'm, I'm really honoring in this piece that we are multi-dimensional mm -hmm. beings in the sense of of, uh, I guess, framed by an Afro-Brazilian deity or Orisha called Eshu. And Eshu is a deity that I've danced for and with through a lot of Afro-Brazilian experience in Bahia, Brazil. And that's where most of my formal training has been in the last five years. It's all in Bahia. So, uh, yeah, we started off the work with prompting Trickster, Sensual, Crossroads, and those were three words for kind of some improvisations to find poses, to find shapes, to find a lot of like angular movement and also like contorted movement. And then from there, I started building an ensemble piece that was mixing some old way Vogue aesthetics into <laughs> Afro-Brazilian. Yes, I noticed that. I was watching your piece yesterday from the wings and I was like, oh, oh, there's some Madonna in there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so honestly, those are two of my favorite styles and I don't I didn't I didn't uh you oh well let's see you know I'm always on this like okay is it fusion or confusion I want to be true to the roots of each style so the old way Vogue has its own moments and then the Afro-Brazilian definitely is there as a guiding force with with Eshu especially because we use more theatrics in it than yeah. um than some other pieces that I've done before and so I yeah, it's all about um, how can we not be straightforward? 
it's all like, issues message is is why would I ever be straightforward like you know make people think make people be like what just happened <laughs> there's this kind of story or folklore behind issue mm-hmm. where he's he's walking between two cornfields and one side of his hat is black and the other side is red mm-hmm. and the two farmers start arguing they're like no man his hat was red and I'm like no it was black and so they start fighting and fighting mm-hmm. and then as she was like man one side's red one side's black you're both right it was yeah. a trick now you can be friends because you thought about it and like yeah, you can get over yeah. it and just communicate mm-hmm. so he i don't know he has he has a couple different messages in the realm of trickster mm-hmm. and and directing people to cross over into other parts of themselves mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i challenged the dancers with um some some prompts that they were like what <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do that with my body like you know so um yeah it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and the audience yeah. i'm sure is yeah. is there's gonna be some people who are like that was fun and then some people they'll be like i'm disturbed yeah so um i'm happy I love with the that laughing i love it so much laughing did you yeah. say yeah. oh yeah oh, oh, oh wait is that like a give away if you come to the show you'll find out <laughs> i'm sorry i'm no, sorry no that's okay yeah there's, there's definitely elements of laughter and i hope that yeah. uh we make the audience laugh too in some way or another whether it's just an awkward like right <laughs> I <know>. like a, <laughs> but I, out of all of your pieces how much do you want the audience to kind of figure things out for their own purposes or you want I mean you know there where do you, how much do you want them to know that this is your concept and you want them to get what you want them to get out of it as opposed to their interpretation of it which could be like completely you know yeah. 180 mm-hmm. degrees the other way I mean I would mm-hmm. say like um, from years of creating already, it's still a battle between do you really want them to get it or not? Like, mm-hmm. because I'm just to define how art is. Yes, it should make people think when when they watch it. But sometimes, I mean, I'm I'm just talking about how obvious. Like for artists, they do sometimes want people to get the right message. Mm. Yeah. But it's also interesting when when they get something out of it that you've never seen. Mm-hmm. So in a way, um, I would say like now I'm trying to still reflect on because right now I'm very nervous with my thesis <laughs> and I do want people to get it. But at the same time, every time I hear comments about it, I, I've never seen it like that. No, I've, I, I haven't seen that, that, that concept mm-hmm. come out of it. Like, 20 mm. times I've, I've seen my piece. <laughs> mm. But I think it's just being open-minded with what the people can see. But um, as much as possible, yeah, we want to encourage the audience that when you do come in to shows that are like contemporary, get ready to think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't, It's it, it can be entertaining. Yes, that's the forefront. That's the first thing that, yeah, we do want to do. But also be ready to get engaged mm-hmm. but some people yeah. don't know how to do that I know they need I, things spelled out for them explain it so my friends are not um, dancers or artists okay. or anything like that so it's kind of I tend to do my pieces very straightforward and it's all dependent on the artist and how they want to open their piece so I told them before because they had already gotten their tickets and their set, and I told them I was like, "Be ready for some like abstract stuff." <laughs> it was like you're gonna sit, yeah, that's I a basic like, explanation all the time. And you're yeah. gonna you're gonna either be like, "What did I just watch?" or "That was amazing." 
So it's just that it's, sometimes it's a yeah. combination of both. Yes, it's yeah. A combination but you of want both. that though, right? Yeah, yeah the presentation. Yeah, it's all dependent on the artist and who's choreographing and who wants their goal to be. Like mm-hmm. for my piece, I know that I'm. I'm very straightforward with my dancing, so I'm really expressive, mm-hmm. and like you'll see it in my face. Like I, <laughs> I look like I'm in pain sometimes, and it's like <laughs> it's supposed to be like that. Mm. But it's just, it's all it's dependent on what they want to show and what little bits and pieces that you want to kind of throw in there as yeah. an artist. Yeah. yeah. So it's I don't know. It it it's all mm-hmm. dependent on the mind too. It's all in the mind. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, with, yeah. With this. With this show, it's a collaboration of mostly what would fit into the context of contemporary dance. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have any classical ballet, we don't have anything in the hip-hop diaspora. Um, In this particular... I'd say it's very contemporary, but that lens is huge. It's very expansive, so it's always a question of... of, pivotal decision in, in contemporary dance is like, well, is the audience going to understand or do I want them to understand or do I care if they yes. understand? Right. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You said, who said fusion and confusion? Was it you? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that <laughs> concept because it's making them confused, it's already something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even if they're asking, at least you, you're asking. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. As, as a choreographer, I yeah. think you just want to make them feel something. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter at that point what it is. Exactly. It's just like having them knowing that you're having them walk away with like some kind of thought in their head. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's I think that's kind of our goal in yeah. the show is just to make them think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For my piece because it is very abstract. I kind of feel like um I don't really care. Like, if you think, oh, Pillar of Salt, it's about this story, mm-hmm. great, okay. That's your prerogative, I guess, but I just want you to, yeah, just feel, feel something. something. Feel something. It's up mm. for interpretation, Yeah, honestly. And sometimes it depends on where that audience member is coming from, what context yes. of their emotional state at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you think about it. If somebody's like really tired and they want to watch a piece and they hear the classical for them, they interpret that to be sleep music, then they're not going to get what you wanted out of it, right? Or vice versa, somebody who's energized, who's hungry for interpretations, who's going to grab this and say, wow, this is so Mm -hmm. cool that I can, the concept of salt is going to be in my brain for like the next week and how Mm -hmm. I interpret that. You know, it's really depends. Yeah. Like yeah. A few weeks ago, Chloe, I remember you mentioning you were like, I've been looking at my salt lamp differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went in my room and I was like, hmm, I've never danced about salt. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a wonderful thing to, to think about. It's mm. the it's under our feet it's all the particle, time. It's we a tiny put thing it on our food. Yeah, 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 we need it for our body. Yes. Totally. yes. Just, salt is just very important. Yeah. yeah. I must say the movement quality and, and oh, the so vocabulary good. you use is really nice. Yeah, it's, it's really so nice. good. Let's break yeah. down <laughs> dance vocabulary. Like, you know, <laughs> can you get a little more specific on your pieces and like things that for you uh, kind of stand out as representing vocabulary? Well, my piece is, it's all contemporary ballet, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of floor work. Okay. Um, How many people are in your piece? Um, so it's myself and three other dancers, okay. the four of us, and then... Um, yeah, the vocabulary, it's definitely a lot of things where I'm like, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to go through fourth position, and you're going to roll through into this, like, back yeah. attitude, like, it's very, like, I got yeah. very Technical, specific, right. mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was like, it's 
like you're kicking this thing. I, you know, <laughs> I don't really get specific, but because um, I want, I guess for my piece, I'm mostly ballet trained, mm-hmm. and I didn't really do modern or like I would say real contemporary until I got <laughs> to college. So I kind of wanted to challenge myself because that piece very well could have been all ballet, uh, ballet. Yeah. There's one section that's aggressively ballet. <laughs> I think. Where I'm just like, How can ballet be aggressive? I mean, oh, I guess, okay. like, it's like a straightforward <laughs> right. ballet. It looks very hitting it hard. To the point yeah. where, my, where my advisor mm-hmm. was telling me, like, She's like, okay, it looks very classical ballet right now. Like, do, like maybe you do something so it's less classical ballet, mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. and which is true. And even now, I'm just like, how can we make this less classical? Because uh-huh. otherwise, it sticks out. Okay, like mm-hmm. a sore thumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, my piece, it's a lot of mm-hmm. lots of ballet. But I saw the break away from that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like moments of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like also there's a lot of, I guess bits and pieces here and there I feel like I'm paying homage to some of my training mm-hmm. so for example there's a step and it's called the Fred step and it's um, I guess it was Sir Frederick Ashton's like a signature mm-hmm. and it's very English my teacher was RAD trained and everything so mm-hmm. I and I kind of wanted to toss that in there I there's a little um, thing that I took from uh, my modern class in Paling's class, I was going to say, in Paling's class, yeah. there's like a royal on the floor, <laughs> and I was like, I remember doing that. I yeah. Like, I recognize that move. Yeah. yeah, well, she uses that in a in a class some time ago, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I, re- I was like, Simone, remember that, like, step? Mm-hmm. Let's use that, and then Paling brought it back, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, sticking it to me. Yes. <laughs> I think, too, there's this moment at the end, or a chain of moments where the dancers are all collectively downstage left and then they peel away one by one. Yeah, oh, yeah. That really left an impact on me. I was like, are, is, are we are we engaging in desolation? Is it that they've realized something and now they've ascended? You know, right, like that's, right. that's right. something right. that even through the lens of contemporary ballet, if, even if you don't understand the technique or the vocabulary, I felt something. Yeah. Or just you know, like so the it's like salt melting. You did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. The salt melt? Yeah, you know, Ooh, like oven like water. Red. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say like erosion. Yeah. I yeah. There is actually a photo of a of a pillar of salt in the Dead Sea, which mm-hmm. is when I showed it to our production designer, I was like, if I was to explain my piece in one photo, this would be it. And it's just this lone pillar. Mm. And I feel like uh, Simone, the dancer who ends the piece, mm-hmm. um, she also, she's been with me the entire rehearsal process. Okay. So she's the one I worked on the piece with the most. Okay. So I kind of, she's kind of the, the pillar of salt. Oh, cool. So, you girls can't hear this right now, but I've um, be- I've just started slowly, l- lightly playing the piece that you're using. It's the Philip Glass Concerto for Violin and Orchestra, um, and I'm gonna just let it play on because it's really it's empowering what you're saying. I mean, it's just like this buildup of this amazing. When you say pillar, and you guys are explaining how people are dancing in and out of the wings and all that. It just all comes together when you hear your descriptions and us visualizing it from the music. So let's hear a little bit, and they'll come back to it. You know, we are 
all here talking. Okay, I'm bringing back all of us on air because we're so excited to talk about um, ba- dance being inspiring by a teacher and how they can make you move like a diva. Um, yes. Right? Yeah, yes. totally. Yes. You said homage to your teachers, and we're all just in here geeking out and giggling about ballet. Like, that's a pretty, that's, that's something you can only have with five dancers in the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's an homage nonetheless. Yeah, right? <laughs> but think about it. I mean, how incredible it is that we can use our bodies and with something that inspires us, whether it's a social issue, whether it's a piece of music like we just played, or some kind of teacher that right. sparks that release. Yeah, mm. it's just that yeah. little snap that like yeah. changes it completely. I yeah. Think. yeah. So there yeah. is something about a male mm-hmm. ballet teacher that really. <laughs> you think? You think that's that? You're genderizing this, you know. <laughs> Only because, only because, my ballet teacher back home, he, which is funny, he partnered with Manu, actually. (laughs) Okay. Oh, we're talking about the new uh, ballet teacher's coming in. His name is Sean. What's his last name? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Yeah. Like, there's something about, I've noticed, because my teacher back home, he will make us do lots of turns and lots of jumps. And I feel like that tends to happen when you have a male ballet mm-hmm. teacher, which I oh, yeah. I appreciate it. I like mm-hmm. it. And I think it there's some it's there's, different dynamics. It's, in yeah, different think, dynamics. Yeah. 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 Well, a big inspiration for this trick or treat piece is the contemporary Afro contemporary classes that I had with Dude Cansasau, who was my teacher in Bahia, mm-hmm. in Brazil, and he had the, I had a lot of f- female teachers down there that were all really fierce and beautiful and elegant all of it together fierce fiercely elegant you know and mm-hmm. and his style was like very direct very like here is my style eat it <laughs> and, and it. i just yeah, remember him that. saying that to me yeah. and i was like i will <laughs> Like, this is beautiful. And he was all about these lines oh and just, like, yeah. his his uh, Arisha that guided him was Eshu. So I've been thinking about him through this piece. And it's mm-hmm. it's fun mm-hmm. to have a male teacher who's so embodied and so direct. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's feminine teachers who have that, that ferocity but also de- that soft totally. elegance that we yeah. can all relate to yes. on a more, like, you know, biochemical way yeah. too and then yeah, yeah it's just I love to be mm-hmm. served a technique that I'm like I'm gonna embody this and try to understand yeah, this yeah. and really yeah. under like really feel this vocabulary right. shifting through my body and yeah. rather than interpreting it or <laughs> adapting it like many kind of contemporary Molding dancers you, yeah. do I like to, I like to have firm yeah. firm molds that yeah. way I can really yeah. ex- be expansive yeah. within a style yeah. that's interesting gonna, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say that the inspiration for my piece is my identity so it's that's why I was saying it's a timeline because it's really from the pieces I've created in Philippines to Hong Kong to Hawaii and how that um, movement vocabulary like traveled across lands and mm. also bringing my the inspirations from my teachers and my state of being at that time you know like those conditions and situations my body is in in the Philippines creating those pieces and then I you know like just place them all side by side just to see the development and evolution of of my movement Mm. and it's not all just me it's because of the people that have trained me and the environment and everything yeah and And the culture embedded in right yeah and Mm. getting all those pieces and created something new in like a blob of a new 
vocabulary. So now mm. it's something mm. different. Like, it becomes your vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. And, and from different bodies too, from my dancers. Yeah. So, you know, it's all just big. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like, <laughs> Angela, what you said before about your concept of your piece, uh, what was the second piece called? Pleasant Remembrances. Yeah. So you're saying that you're kind of like dissecting it and <clears throat> moving backwards of how you came to be yeah. at this moment. Yeah. So you really are kind of peeling apart the different elements that have become mm-hmm. part of the shaping of of yeah. what you present yeah um and also um just uh it's a simple process that uh i collected all my videos from the past and actually the main purpose of it is that i want my dancers to feel like the nostalgia that process of nostalgia yeah mm-hmm. like even if you're seeing something physically and you can interpret and copy it it there is when you look at your memories there's always that emotion that that affects it like mm-hmm. you are being it's either melancholic about it or happy about it you know so emotions then um affects your interpretation of how you will embody that again like i don't know i was just playing around with nostalgia yeah <laughs> basically the process of nostalgia that's a huge yes. concept right there yeah it's so huge because um deeply personal deeply personal for me and then I was trying to share it to them and and they interpreted now they have their own memory embedded in it mm. like it's 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 the, that simple movement now is theirs like I yeah. passed it on to them now I, I was watching and then, it and there's like there's that part where they're just like staring at it and they're just oh yeah. It. And yeah, 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 yeah! I swear, yeah. I was like, right, my right. mind was blown. They were staring at themselves. <laughs> they were staring right? at themselves yeah, and then kind yeah. of like mimicking their own mm-hmm. movement. Oh wow! And it's yeah. like every you gave like every single dancer their own little niche. Yeah. And so like just I'm them trying to like that. go yeah. back into it and like feeling out their own movements. Oh, it was so cool! I was so, like, so it's like a mirror reflecting a mirror, kind of yeah. like. No, and then it or, went on and on, and it just kept adding on and on, and yeah, I was like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah. the video really makes an impact mm-hmm. on that nostalgic feeling. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're using multimedia to yeah. interpret the, the layers mm-hmm. inside. Chloe, did you need to run? Because I know that you want to go to this go amazing dance concert. <laughs> Good for you. Well, do you have anything else to share before you go about anything about your piece? Ooh, well, I hope that you consider coming and... Wait, tell everybody when it is. Everybody remind everybody. We open uh, October 23rd. Yes. Which is this Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday Where? evening, 7.30. 7.30 at the, the lab. lab. Earl Ernst Lab. Right behind yes. the Kennedy Theater. Yes. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then matinee on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Chloe, have a great ballet class. Thank I'm so you. jealous I can't go. But be enlightened. <laughs> oh, yes. Be expansive. <laughs> yes. Be that... Be that diva. Be that diva. diva. I will. We'll work it. Do you need to run too? Okay, fine. Go and be a diva. Um, uh, Emma, do you have anything else to say, though? Last words for what to something that holds your piece together? Throw out a couple of vocabulary for people to contemplate on. One word. Salt cult. Salt cult. All right. We'll be there. Good luck, girls. Bye. Okay, so we have in the studio, we have uh, Leilani and uh, Angela talking about their pieces. So let's continue. I mean, we got so excited, Leilani, when you were talking about um, Angela's piece on how that reflective impact can be on the dancer, him or herself, 
in the piece. Yeah, it kind of, I was watching, well, specifically, I was watching um, Marley. I, I, I am so, since I got here and we like took our first contemporary class like with different levels mm -hmm. and as soon as I saw her I was like so intrigued. Yes. Like I, I love watching her dance. Yeah. There's something yeah. about it that just like, oh, it just, it, it gets me. It has its own identity. Yeah. Right? I don't know. She's like, so, yeah. she's so in tune with herself and so yeah. the entire time I was watching her <laughs> and I oh, was that's like, interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah, no, I she's, know. I, I know this sounds like so cheesy, but she's like she has become an inspiration for me here. Like it's mm -hmm. watching her is hey, just Marley. Hi, yeah, hi Marley. Yeah, <laughs> talking about you. If she's listening to this, she's gonna tell me later. Like, <laughs> but it's nice wow. to inspire someone to yeah, have impact, yes. right? And yeah. to know that. And the thing is, like coming in here, I didn't know anybody, mm -hmm. and so yeah. it's like I still kind of am like trying to mesh my way mm -hmm. into the mm -hmm. dance program and like create right. friends yeah. and stuff. And but so you know, unconsciously um, having that inspiration, I bet you can like have an Im impact to you in your body too, like how yeah. you see her move. Yeah, and yeah. it's affected my solo, right? Like, exactly. Because oh. yeah. yeah. I've watched her. She has her own solo too, which is amazing, by the way. And so like when I watched her solo, I went back into mine and I was like oh wait that shape looks cool actually and so I kind of like I like mimicked and put my own kind of version into it of like steps that I saw her do that I really liked and so it was kind of that like exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like that yeah. mixture of just like mm -hmm. inspiration inspired, yeah. yeah but that's exactly what this prism's doing yeah, this whole concept exactly. of something throwing a light onto something and bouncing it back off and in a different angle different ways. oh yeah. yeah right that's a great description yeah, yeah. It, I, I mean i see it because of what i hear you are describing yeah. how you're impacting each other as dancers and as performers as, as choreographers yeah. mm -hmm. that's brilliant yeah 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 and um, i hope we do that to the audience too yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, they to you, like, <laughs> but it will, of course, because they're gonna take it in whichever way they want, right? Yes. And then they're gonna throw different, off that onto different angles. The, yeah, yeah, different angles. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that it all comes down to like the the metrics of like body lines and angles in life, and yeah. you can it's, it's just, mathematical almost, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, it sounds like it's not it's so scientific, but. Mm -hmm. Didn't we have that art? Remember, Angela? Oh you let's oh share, share, share this. Okay, listen. Angela has this like really interesting conversation with a with a with a very structured mind. <laughs> um, oh <my laughs> <You know? laughs> See how passionate she is about this. I I don't know. You don't have to say names. Just, yes. just share your experience. Yeah. It's just a discussion between you know science versus art. But for me, it is a very old um, argument that we shouldn't actually be dissecting anymore because. I think the more issue here is that how do we continuously have um, and perpetuate science and art, like uh, having it more, um, it's not really obvious, but um, straightforward almost? I guess, I don't know, like, it's, it's, for me, it's such a petty discussion already when you say versus something, because um, we should be interdisciplinary and we should understand yeah, the complexity. You're reducing it to a binary. Exactly, yeah. complexity of everything, that it's not black and white. So yeah. having, for me, I would rather say, ad admit that I am confused, that I cannot define art simply by just trying to define art in one word. Like, mm -hmm. that will just lose its value, mm. you know, yeah. like... It kind of diminishes the whole... Yeah, the idea the that it, it is yeah. so dense, you yeah. know, so just the same concept of having science and art 
together. So yeah, just just that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but do you think people are built with different types of minds, or is it the way we develop those concepts oh and understanding gosh. it? I don't know. You know how some people I, can't break, like yeah. seeing outside the box. But yeah. I don't know how much of that is there. Whatever I, they're taking I don't in. No, I think it's more like the way you were grown up. I think yeah, environmental. I, yeah, I grew up in a very like <clears throat> like artistic like I see. environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my kind of version of art is very is very creative and very open-minded, but I have friends who were, like, um, more academic. And so their academic mm-hmm. environment is very factual and very, yes. like, straight to yeah. the point. And yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. it's almost like if I don't see it, I don't believe it, that kind of right. that yeah. kind of thinking. And so, I don't know, it's yeah. just different for everybody. It's different the way you the way you function, the way your brain functions. And I find that so interesting, just the way that people kind of define art and the way people see it yeah and it's almost just because like commercially it's like right yeah commercially it kind of puts art in a box Mm -hmm. because like there's so much and you can't do that yeah there's so much out there that's like that's so cool and it it makes you like it makes you feel something and so when Mm. you see the commercial dances and it's like not saying because i'm a commercial dancer that's what i was like raised it was like hip-hop and jazz and tap and that kind of stuff but it's just like if you want people to understand the true definition of art it's you got to expand it and you have to put it into the you have to put it into the media basically yeah actually yeah yeah Um. Actually, my 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 um, aim also for this thesis is that I, since I took the interactive media class, mm-hmm. and I was very blown away with uh, the uses of of media projections mm-hmm. and technology too. So also that area of you know we are deve- in a developing world yeah. like very techy constantly and changing. all that and why not you know constantly keep incorporating that yeah. you're building on, t- on it right yeah. yeah so if we are having discussions and debates about versus live performance <laughs> and having videos you know just yeah. watched on your phone what's mm-hmm. the difference yeah. why should I go to the shows but that's why we're in yeah. school too we're like complicating the narrative right yeah. we're not supposed to yeah. be separating different compartmental yeah. things yeah. the narrative doesn't yeah. finish that's yeah. the thing and that's yeah. speaking of which if you don't mind we're just do a quick um, break um, with some uh Promotional and not promotional, but just uh, information. But can you hold on because I wanted to talk to both of you and tie in more of like cultural aspects of women's um, influences into your work and how you see that as being a woman, how that reflects in your piece. Okay, so sit on that one. All right, we're back on. K2H, you're listening to Crystal on Quok Talk, and I am talking to the dancers and choreographers of the upcoming Footholds performance at the Earl Ernest Thank you. So, um, Angela and Leilani are here talking about their pieces, and before the break, I mentioned how we're going to incorporate the concept of the culture and your own culture, um, and how that kind of plays into who you are and how that reflects your body language or your concept of body language Mm -hmm. in your pieces and beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, Angela, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about any of those influences in yours? Um, Well, my past pieces, actually, you know, I wasn't very conscious about that, about 
genderizing or, or specifically focusing on me as a woman. Um, I'm very reflexive all the time with my work because yeah. I always like rather talk about what I'm going through mm-hmm. than I'm it's not kind of like wish- more emotional. Based. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know I understand it's not that risky, so maybe I should yeah. change up. <laughs> because That's then okay. I, I That's would okay. Just have like to talk about other things. No, I love the end of your piece of me, myself, and I. When yeah. you start to do that, I don't know if you want me to like expose it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, come but on, we that, have a little hint of what very, we got to come. The very ending it, where something is yeah, where off. something <laughs> is yeah, something has changed, yes. and so it's. You right, kind just of, a change. It kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah. It wraps your whole piece, that whole mm-hmm. first section together, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. it makes you. Mm-hmm. That is very risky. I'm gonna say. I oh, mean, okay. I thought right, it was very right, risky. Right, right. Wait, what is risky? Her very the very ending. Just I'm not gonna. Oh, oh, I'm not gonna okay. expose it. But if you want to come, yes, and stay. you have to find out <laughs> oh, what's so risky yeah. about it. All right. Yeah. But I would say I am very much um, in as a for my my creative. I guess what is this um, aim uh-huh. when I do my pieces I like the idea of Betsy said this in the email like vocerism vocerism what is that word it's it's saying about like what did she mean um it's suggesting when somebody is like what is that word hold on ah she said something anyways it was like watching somebody who is very much into themselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not like, it's like um, being like self-aware, almost. But no, <laughs> more sexual. Oh, yeah, it's kind okay, of a okay. sexual oh, uh, description. Okay. And because I keep touching my face, you know. Right, like, yeah, right. I'm showing off my body. Okay. And, like, so for others, it will be like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just very much, I, I'm touching myself because I'm feeling my existence. Like, yeah. this is physically me. I'm yeah. right here. Mm. Um, and I'm letting everybody watch it. And I don't care. Watch me touch myself. Like, like you yeah, know, this is, like, this is, this is me. This yeah. Is, yeah. And, and that. Um, and it's just a very confident awkwardly you know (laughs) putting people in an awkward position of watching me like looking at the mirror and I'm always making Making them them almost like uncomfortable yeah uncomfortable yeah do you want people to be uncomfortable is that part of interestingly I think they're uncomfortable because I'm a woman right you know what I mean because you are always going to be very sensitive about what is she doing what is she going to do after Mm -hmm. doing that so I don't know if it has to do with that that being sexy or implying anything that looks sexy uh-huh. as as a woman body, like as. as but interesting, right? you know, you say the gender thing. It it does become genderized because if yeah. you were a male body doing that, people wouldn't say that or associate sexuality with necessarily yeah. unless yeah. it was or really they blatantly. Would probably be judged you know, as very feminine. Like, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So people kind of. Yeah, I know. Add their kind of, you know, assumptions. So I guess, like, and unintentionally, I didn't know that I was doing that, but I like doing that because I want to overemphasize that if you are going to objectify me, Mm -hmm. like my body, then I would do it. This, I'll do it yeah. on my own. Yeah. I'll do it on my own. Want to see me be sexy? I'll do it on my own. Like yeah. maybe you know that's. I like doing that in my pieces, like exaggerating my 
being womanhood or so something. owning yes owning yeah. it yeah the nth level like you know, <laughs> yeah yeah kind of yeah that's why I have that thing yeah you know like I'm not afraid to show my body yeah yeah and when you own it you really can't get away with so much more because it's really oh, how yeah. you present something right mm-hmm. um, if you're uncomfortable with something it, it it comes across as oh that's something that not not appropriate little, or yeah. what right. It looks a little sketch, mm-hmm. a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I like it that they're uncomfortable because they then start to question, why are you comfortable? Why? Yeah. Why does that yeah, make you uncomfortable? Yeah, what makes you so uncomfortable yeah. about it? Yeah. So, yeah. And then that makes them reflect, reflect on yeah. their own yeah, yeah. personal things. Like, why is that making me uncomfortable? Yeah. You know? Don't you just do that to yourself too? Going back like, to making them think. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know, Angela, you have to kind of run off and do some stuff. Yes. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Um, yeah, I'll come table. to Prism Footholds October 23 to 26 is 7.30 and 27 on a Sunday is 2 p.m. and I think it's $5 for students. I mm-hmm. think? I think so. <laughs> I don't don't take our word for it, but I think so. <laughs> okay. It's between 5 and 8. And what is there yes. a website for people to un- see like the rundown of the different pieces yes, and if they want to know? Website, but I would say the easiest way is that UH Kennedy Theater and then go to tickets and yeah, find... Yeah, go to the box office. Your Probably not gonna find prism. It's gonna be under footholds. Okay. Okay. Prism or footholds. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, good luck, Angela. We Yay. really look forward to hearing both your, your both of your pieces, me, myself, and I, and yes. Pleasant Membrance. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank okay. You. Thank you. I know we are all kind of trickling out like Saul were saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the last one. <laughs> oh, it's not such thing. It's just like it's an ongoing flow, right? Yeah. So, Lenani, tell me, um, uh, you're a freshman here. So yes. you're fresh and <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, tell us, you know, people who listen to KTUH, I mean, you are a new voice <laughs> on campus. Give us a little bit of your background and um, what you've had before coming to the university and how you know, the university in this short period of time has shaped you or made you reflect on, yeah. um, you know, your position and what you want in life. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I grew up in Southern California. San okay. Diego, yeah. Um, San Diego's maybe, what, 20 minutes from the border, t- 15, 20 minutes from the border, at least my house is. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm full Mexican, so it's like, it's very much my my people. Ooh. <coughs> I'm dying. Ooh. Your on. peoples. Yes, okay. it's my people. So it's um, it was a very big cultural change coming here. Mm. And so um, it was like, I had already like had my life set in San Diego. Huh. From from the very beginning, just because I was so involved with dance, I was in like a company in San oh, Diego. Wow. So it was um, it was a big it was a big deal, and it was like I I felt like a big fish in a small pond almost. Yeah. Okay. And so coming here, it was just like completely different. It was such a cultural shift, and wow. so um, it was it was difficult at the beginning. I'm not gonna lie. It, How it was, so? It was difficult for me to adapt, just because. I was so used to everybody knowing me and kind of like knowing how I work and my personality and that kind of stuff. So trying to introduce myself again and like creating my whole persona again made it difficult. But everyone's doing that too. Do you feel like that kind of comforted you in some way? It made me feel like I'm not alone. Okay. Yeah. So it was, um, it was nice. And so the dance program also made me like Super, because I think I'm the only. I don't know if I'm. I'm like one of the few dance majors that came in as a freshman, and huh. so 
it was it was a little difficult for me to find people like that I could talk to about dance and that sort of thing. So coming into Footholds, it like completely shifted everything. So now I'm I'm able to like talk to Angela and talk to Chloe and right, Emma right. I've made a connection with yes. them. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's amazing. I love it here. I've never been to the islands, so it was again a big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was yeah. What about culturally? Like, I mean, because, you know, California is such a hodgepodge of ethnic diversities. Mm -hmm. And here it is, too, but very concentrated, more Asian, more Hawaiian. Right. So um, how did your background, your ethnic background kind of relate or not relate or integrate into the kind of Hawaiian culture here? Um, Well, back home, it's very like Mexican and um, kind of like Filipino, that kind of people stick to their own communities. And you almost have like. You have, like, sections of San Diego, different communities, sure. different ethnic communities. And so coming here, it was just like, okay, let's try to put everybody into one space. And yeah. so it's it made me feel still at home just because the culture here is so similar to my Hispanic culture. It's that sense of family and that sense of community and having each other's backs. And so I don't think I've met, like, a single, like, rude person coming here. And it's just, it was... It was very heartwarming to be here. It, the cultural shift, honestly, it, it was big like the first couple of days, and then as soon as I started talking to people, it felt like home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People are very embracing here. But can you share a little bit about, um, you know, living in San Diego on the border of Mexico? Oh, people yeah. don't really think about that. I mean, we have our, you know, issues here, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, with yeah. the Hawaiian movement, um, but the immigration issue over there is oh, very real to you. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? Um, it's very, it hits very close to home. So I. I, like I said, I live about 15 minutes away from the border, so wow. I get all of that stuff, and we're constantly seeing it on the news. I see it, like, when I go shopping, like, because when I go shopping, it's right there, right at the border. I can see it. I cross, like, around maybe, like, twice a month, three times a month, and every time it's just, like, the policing gets more and more, like, concentrated, hmm. and it just makes me, it makes me upset because... All of these, or most of these people, are coming here out of, like, safety. They It's from stories that they've heard from their families that live here and from people that they've they've seen out, outside on the media. It's that, it's that home of, like, kind of like a safe haven. It's their, it's their own little hope. It's, mm. like, the very last bit of hope. And so seeing that, and I've seen people, like, been arrested, and I've seen... I've seen fights, and it's just, it hits very close to home. I have friends who, their their own struggles going through it, their family members have been sent back, and it's, it's surreal to me. And, like, I know my, some of my family members can't travel over here just for that sole reason of if they come here, they will be deported, or they'll either, like, get stuck in yeah. the U.S. And that happens with a lot of families. It happens where... They travel here and then suddenly they can't get back, and so they're kind of stuck in this, in this a limbo space, limbo, a liminal yeah, space. Of like, well, I can't go back home and yeah. I want to, but you're not letting me, me stay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, you're kind of stuck, like literally at the border, just confused because yeah. you don't know what to do, and it's just, ooh, it's like making my blood boil. And you talking think about, about it, it, that yeah. kind of. Um, that space of of not knowing where you place, yeah. 
how does that make you feel as a person? You know, there you, here we are at, in, at at the university with the privilege of of learning yeah. and being able to perform a dance and being part of a community that's so amazing and welcoming and loving, and then. You have people who are just so lost and constantly being diminished of who they are, and it's just they're just trying to find a place that's safe and that's welcoming for their family, that they can find a job. Yeah, and it's just I don't understand why it's so difficult. Honestly, like I I understand there's there's bad people that come in, but right. there's always going to be bad people. Always, right. no matter what you do, it's it's always going to be that small percentage. So it's just. It's finding that way of kind of like mercy almost just to get that sympathetic feeling, not to be like politically like emotional about it, but it's just it, you need to find that balance of of, OK, if I was in that situation, what would I what would I like want in that kind of thing? Like, let's say my family and I need to get out of Nicaragua because something's happening there. Where your yeah. your life is in Where danger, my life right? Is like literally, literally yeah. yeah, in danger yeah. every single day. Yeah. Or the stuff that's happening in Sinaloa. Have you heard about that? It's like, um, so basically, El Chapo's um, son started a whole riot because of um, breaking out of jail. Right. And like the police, it got so bad that the police had a retreat in order to in order to like stop the killing in public. And so I have I have friends who are from Sinaloa and they're families in Sinaloa right now scared out of their minds because every day it's become the literal like war zone. Wow. And so it's just, if you put your family in that situation, you put yourself in that situation, what would you want to be done? And it's ooh, it gets me so frustrated because I don't think people at least not, not like people like the general public, but I don't think people in our in our house and our representation of government understand that. I don't think they understand that these are families. These are people. Human yes. These are human beings who just want the best for their families. Yeah. And here they are being diminished for who they are and they can't come in. Yeah. Because they don't have the certain rights to do so. Mm. And it's it takes forever to get a citizenship. Right. It literally it takes years to get a citizenship. So when you're telling them, oh, just get a citizenship. Oh, just get a green card. I don't think people understand how difficult that is. And it's, oh, it just makes yeah. me so mad. No, but it's really <laughs> important to hear that and to have your glimpse into that specific place where their lives are, like you say, they're so literally so in danger that they can't even like leave the house and be, just live. Yeah. Um, and here we yeah. are criticizing them. Obviously, you know, on on behalf of K2H, we cannot represent all the opinions oh, yes. of of everyone yeah. um, from the management, but you know we want to bring this out there. That is, it is a is, is a deeply controversial and mm-hmm. problematic issue that's yeah. affecting so many people that we don't realize. Yeah. And a lot of people like to shut that out because it's like they don't want to. They already yeah. have enough problems in their house in their or whatever. Own, yeah, the self important, yeah. you know, self pity or whatever. And like I understand, I completely understand. Like if if you shut that out, like I I get why, but it shouldn't be something that's shut out forever yeah you need, you need to address the problem have you thought about ever even using dance to explore these issues that are so close to heart i have actually i have i just haven't gotten the chance to uh-huh. i think 
there's a foothold next semester. Yeah, so, so you're I thinking think, about these yeah. things. What does it mean to be marginalized, to be on on the border between something? Yeah. You know, um, I love this word. I mean, it's... That that liminal space in mm-hmm. in in theater, it's actually that space that people who are not theater people may not know that that actually defines a specific space between the wings and when you get on stage. Yes. So yeah. you're neither here nor there, but you're, you're in both right places there. at the same yeah. time. And one step onto the stage will create a different space. Mm-hmm. So it's really really interesting. And if you could embody these concepts of being in this liminal space mm-hmm. that reflects deeply into where you come from, yeah. your cultural background, your people, um, the situation, this immigration problem in the United yeah. States is huge. It is. It's it's so I don't it's so like it's surreal to me, honestly, because I on we didn't even see it before. We didn't even see it before maybe like the past like eight years. Yeah. And it's just It's getting worse. Yeah. And my mom I've talked to my mom about it and my mom said, Well it's been happening for a while. Yeah. You just haven't noticed. Right. It just hasn't been in the media. Yeah. But it's been happening for years and years. And, like, True. every time I travel with my dad, yeah. my dad doesn't exactly look... Um, he, <laughs> he. They always stop him for the way he looks. Okay, but Which define so, that. What does that mean? He, his skin color? His skin color. Yeah, he's a lot darker you're pretty than fair. I am. Yes, yeah. I'm pretty pale. So and you're 100%. I'm 100% Mexican. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. I'm dark yeah. for being Chinese. It all depends on like, yeah. 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 So my dad is um, pretty dark skinned. Okay. And he has like a big beard. Okay. And he's, his hair is like very So he's fluffy. attracts attention yes. to yes, he maybe. Does. And my mom is very fair skinned as well. Uh-huh. So it, um yeah, it definitely attracts attention because me and my siblings are all kind of in that fair tan skin and then it's just him very dark yeah (laughs) and it's just I find it so funny that they stop him every single time we travel but that goes to say something very important about the color line that we live in yeah that we do base things on the shade of darkness yeah, even if even if you say you don't, you it's a, you totally do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, part of my studies is uh, the performance of race and mm-hmm. and how it's reflect. You know, because I'm studying the Chinese position between the black and white um, binary in the Deep South, oh, but okay. studying how people think about race or how people judge you based on your skin color or even like Asians, you know, they, even within their own kind, they prefer you to marry someone with lighter skin. It represents a higher class. You know, there's all this embedded in skin color. Yeah. And it's just crazy that it's so prevalent and so deeply, deeply rooted in our country, our racial history and going forward and how people are educated to see people. Exactly. Boy. Ooh, yeah, I know. Um, The same thing, the same thing goes for Mexican culture. It's like the Hispanic culture is where you want to you want to marry someone who doesn't exactly look Hispanic. Yeah. You want to marry someone who has blonde hair, blue eyes. Do your parents ever say like don't marry anybody black or anything like that? No, my parents actually like they they have they like since I got to Hawaii they were like you're going to marry a Hawaiian, you're going to you're going <laughs> to have that you beautiful know. culture and That's I was like great. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Um let's bring it back to wrap up um of your piece um mm-hmm. and cuz you have a very specific you're it's a solo. Uh mm-hmm. it's called What About Us and it's based on the, the song by Pink. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody's heard this song. It, this song basically it, it's kind of very self-explanatory. It's it's just that sen- that sense of like okay, well we have this problem, yes, but what about us? What can we do to kind of make that 
influence and make that positive change into it. Yeah, it's just, it's very, the dance is very straightforward and very self-explanatory, unlike the other pieces that are in the show. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I think anybody can really click Mm -hmm. as soon as they see it. Um, It's a very, it's a very good piece for non-dancers, non-artists in that kind of sense. So if you do not understand abstract art, you can go ahead and come and just, just sit and just take it all in because this this one dance you i'm pretty sure you will understand that okay. what about us feeling wow okay yeah. so we're gonna listen to what about us by pink and um you have any final things words. you want to yeah um come to the show it's, yeah it's a really good show i watched it yesterday during our tech rehearsal and it's it's a really really good show i think anybody will enjoy it it'll make you think it'll make you it'll make you wonder it's yeah, October 23rd to the 27th. This uh, week, yeah. 7.30. I think it's $8 for UH students, 18 okay. regular. So get at the box office, um, etickethawaii.com. Uh-huh. I think that's the website okay. if you want to do it online. Yeah, and support your fellow students here yeah. in their creative processes. Yeah. Um, and it makes you think how wonderful <laughs> it is to be entertained and to be able to stimulate your mind yeah. and your body to uh, be inspired to, uh, you know, place things and connect mm-hmm. things in the world yeah. through prisms of life, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Leilani. It Thank was beautiful you. talking to you. <laughs>